to chapter 3, verse 50. for that but life has been happening and boy has it been happening yeah so today i have me it's marvelous again hey marvelous hey girl how you doing i'm doing pretty good how are you i'm good Good. there's been some exciting things happening well i don't know if it's exciting but it's been good i feel like you think it's life in general life in general is really good yeah i got to make t-shirts for a company this weekend fancy i know right yeah they were throwing some special event and so i was asked to make t-shirts yes i got a t-shirt business up and running yes you're so great at it too and you're quick i feel like the turnaround is the time is like no time at all you're like okay done I mean, I try because what I don't want is things looming over me. <laughs> and I want that money. I know that's right. Give me coins. I want some coins, please. Oh, that's so funny. Well, we have one more week of school and then I have a whole week off for Thanksgiving break. I'm so excited. That is so bizarre that it's Thanksgiving next week. Right? Like, how did that happen? I don't know. Because I think the last episode I did was like back in what July I think so yeah it was in so the summer. guys I apologize for making you wait so long <laughs> <laughs> but one of the exciting things is that I started podcasting with my students my right. middle school students yeah so they're all in the world of creating their own <laughs> podcast talking about the things that interest them That's so cute. and they are absolutely loving it well, I also think that's a super great idea for them to have at such a young age, too. So they know, mm-hmm. like, their options. It's yeah. helping them not stay in a box. Because I feel like sometimes with school, if you, <laughs> you know you know what I'm saying? Like, there's a box. There's It's there. It Even is. People don't want to address it. It's definitely there. And sometimes you just don't fit in that mold. And so I think that's beautiful that you're like, hey, listen, this is also, like, an avenue you can go. Thank you. Yeah. All the love, girl. Well, because I know gifted kids. Let's put that a little closer to you. Okay. Because I know gifted kids, um, they have to voice things. Oh, and a see. lot of times in the classroom, they can't. They're mm. not allowed to have that voice. Mm-hmm. So I try to give them that voice as much as possible when they're with me. Yeah. And middle schoolers, I mean, they got a lot to say. I was going to say, they're chatty. Chatty cat. <laughs> yes. I don't know if I should hear everything they've got to say. Yeah, <laughs> probably not. They'll but... figure that out in life. Be selective. I mean, we all did, say. didn't we? Yeah, well... <laughs> Yeah, sometimes I meet people and I'm like, I didn't need to know that. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Hold, calm down. <laughs> I know. It's true. I think the last episode we were talking about dating life. Oh, yes, we were. We were. And I think I was supposed to go out with this guy. Do you remember? <gasps> was it the... The guy from... 
down yeah. the road here. Yeah. Yeah. He, we were supposed to do a dinner date, and I don't know if I talked about what happened with that. So let's do a quick recap. Yeah. Let's let's go back. So that person is super cute. He was super cute. Yeah, he was adorbs. He true. really was. He was. He gave Christopher like preacher man vibes. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah. Like laid back preacher man. Like vibes. the youth pastor. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He's like so chill. But he was, you know, I really was kind of excited to go out on a dinner date with him. Yeah. And I had, you know, he had invited me out for dinner. I said yes. Uh, do you have any idea where you would like to go? And it was, I was like ghosted all week long because you know me, you see how I dress. Um, just so y'all know, I dress for comfort, not for looks <laughs> because I'm all about comfort. I love being comfortable too, but you have cute stuff. Like you're not in sweatpants and a t-shirt. Like you're no, I'm in cute. leggings and a sweatshirt. It's okay. Cute. It's not it's cute. cute. And we know, and it's yeah. not date worthy. Okay. Oh my gosh. Right. Right. What type of date? <laughs> exactly. Like a dinner date. It's not like, dinner date hey, worthy. Hey, <laughs> so, come on, Marvelous. I know you love me. I know you've got my back, but let's be honest. We're, we're 100% right, real right. here. Din- well, again, I don't know because I feel like when it's cold out. It was July. The so. end of June. Oh, yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> this is Florida, girl. This is in Alaska, okay? You're right, you're right. All right. Okay, okay. <laughs> So because I've not dated in so long, I don't have date-worthy clothing. So I was trying to find out from this guy, where did you have an idea Mm -hmm. in place? Like a place in mind? Do you have a time in mind? And I didn't hear from him all week long until the day of the date. And it was a Friday. And I finally, at noon, I mean, that left me with, like, no time to go shopping. Right. Right? Because I was going to go earlier in the week. I mean, I wasn't working. I had all the time in the world to go shopping and do whatever I needed to do. Right? Right. So, at noon, I finally told him, I'm sorry. I guess this isn't going to work out. I don't know what's happened. I hope you're okay. Because in my mind, I don't want to just be accusatory. I don't know what's happening in his world. I don't know if there has been a death in the family. I don't know if he's been in a car accident. I don't know if he's just like not interested anymore. Like, so I didn't want to just assume something. So I just opened it up and I said, Hey, I hope all is well with you and that you're having a good week. I'm not sure this is going to work because it's like, noon now on Friday and I don't know where we're going or what time we're meeting and so I've made other plans since I haven't heard back from you right I mean was that inappropriate no I feel like that was one super nice because most people I think would just accuse (laughs) so I feel like you were giving him the benefit of the doubt I was trying yeah you know he popped back off on me says well I mean I just got this message I've been working all week, Mm -hmm. and I was a little bit taken aback by his tone. Yeah, because at first he was so chill, and then all of a sudden, I was like, ooh, unless you're hiding something, sir. Like, you only get nasty with people if they have caught you on something, and you're being defensive. Well, and if you're online dating, then aren't you, like, checking for messages? Right. If you're planning on... Like, meeting up with somebody? And if there was a scheduled date, yeah. So that's why I'm like, 
I think after that, yeah. It started to go downhill. So he got upset with me about that. But, you know, it was whatever. So I messaged him back and I said, look, I'm really sorry. I just didn't hear from you all week. So I just kind of thought maybe it wasn't happening. But I would love to see if we can meet for coffee. Right. And he was like, okay. So we plan that for July 4th. Well, July 4th is a holiday (laughs) in my book. I mean, we were going to be getting together and doing whatever. I don't even know what we were going to do in July. But no, I know we you were coming were gonna... over here. Oh, we were. Yeah, y'all came oh, over here right. that day. Yes. Why does that feel like forever ago? Because it was. <laughs> it was forever ago. So, no, you guys were planning on coming over here. Well, I messaged him the third in the evening. I said, mm-hmm. hey, how does, like, the 9 o'clock or 9.30 sound tomorrow morning? Right. He didn't message me. I didn't get the message until the next morning. And he was like, yeah, that's going to be a little early for me. I'm still working in my wood shop, and it's like 1145 at night right now. So that's going to be a little early for me. So I was like, okay, well, what about 10 or 1030? I mean, because I can't make it too late. Yeah. Because it's it's a holiday. And it's coffee. And it's coffee. I mean... (laughs) Until probably the last couple of weeks when it started to get a little chillier here. Yeah. Um, I don't drink coffee past, like, 11 o'clock. Yeah. Because it's hot. Let's all get out here. Yeah. So, like, I, I had picked the place. I had done everything, picked the times. Nothing was right. Well, that dude. <laughs> I'm just going to say that dude. <laughs> you want to say that guy. <laughs> no, I was trying to think, what do I say? That man decided to go back and reread my profile and he was like you know this just isn't going to work out because I had messaged him back I'm like well it's 11 30 now I have still haven't heard back from you my family's on their way over yeah and so I guess we're gonna have to maybe pick another time or another day Which or something else time. right well he got upset he got his little panties in a wad and <laughs> He said that, you know, this just isn't going to work out. You know, after rereading your profile, you want far different things than I want. Which, I'm sorry, did you not read my profile to begin with? Right. So if you did read it the first time, what were you just going off of? My picture? Because if that was, then that's very shallow. Right. And I don't want a shallow guy. Yeah. And I want somebody who is going to want to look for my messages yeah you know what I mean right and he wasn't that kind of person yeah so I did get a little bit in my feels in that moment but you know I mean hey it's all good because you know it worked out for the best so obviously that guy and I did not go out for a date right what a jerk but I have been on one (laughs) I found somebody else I'm not giving his name. Right. Yes. Just because, one, I don't have his permission. Yeah. And two, I don't know where this is going yet. Yeah. It's something, I feel like dating, it's an intimate thing, first off. And it's very private. Okay. In society, it doesn't feel very private. Oh, it does not. But some of us still look at it as a sacred between two people, not the whole freaking world type of situation. Yeah, like, you don't know I've been messaging with him back and forth all afternoon. And I about to see you giggling, and I was wondering. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, who's got her giggling over there? Uh, yeah. <laughs> but he, I feel like, is very, like, attentive and responds, and he makes you happy. This other dude, I don't know. He seemed 
cool in the very, very beginning, but I think yes. he was, there were some red flags along the way, and then ultimately he told on himself, so. <laughs> he did. And good riddance. Right. Yes. Bye-bye. So even though this guy, I don't know where it's headed, um, I don't know anything, you know, as far as what we're doing. Yeah. But it's fun having this playful banter back and forth, and yeah. it makes... So we did meet up once. That was really fun. We Aww. had a good time. He is so stinking tall. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I hope I didn't offend him when I said that to him. Because when I first saw him, I was sitting down already. So then everybody is way tall for right. me because I'm sitting down. I'm only 5'3", so... yeah. It's a little on the shorter side, according. I know you're shorter than me, but still. (laughs) In normal adult world, 5'3 is still short. (laughs) In normal adult world. I'm a midget, apparently, everyone. Yes, you are. Uh, My mom used to say, you know, Marie, there are people smaller than you, and they call them midgets. And I'm like, Mom, that's so mean. Don't say stupid stuff like that. (laughs) Anyway. Um, no, so when I was sitting there and he walked up, you know, I didn't know, like, how to respond. I didn't give him a hug. Right, I didn't, you're like, I was just like, hands. oh, hi. I, I don't even think we shook hands. No. <laughs> I think I was so nervous because I didn't know how to respond. I mean, it, it was comfortable because we've been talking for, like, almost two months. I think we had really? been talking for almost two oh gosh, whole months right. by this time. So we've, like, really established, like, some background knowledge right. about each other and and that kind of thing. Yeah. Haven't had too many, like, deep, dark discussions. Mm-hmm. Kind of kept it light and playful. A, a little bit of um, interesting background information about, like, our marriages and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, but nothing, like, too heavy yeah it's been pretty light and just a banter back and forth which is kind of a fun foundation right right? and then when um we meet up i'm like okay so i know this guy looked exactly like i expected oh that's nice yes his (laughs) picture was not a lie i was really afraid of that (laughs) right like all right what is this picture is this even you i don't think so i think it's your best friend okay (laughs) So that was a plus. And then, I don't know, it was just an easy time. So it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. We haven't decided when we're going to meet up again. But he has family in town right now. Okay. And the holidays are next week. So that's totally understanding. I know. So I don't know. It's kind of just been fun and playful for right now. And I'm happy to keep it at that. Yeah. Um, I don't know where his head is in all of this, but he keeps messaging me. So, and one of the things I appreciate is that I'm not the first to always, I'm not the one who always is the first to start a conversation. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. You know, I think that's something I didn't think I needed until I found that with him. You know, until he would be like, I would, I'll wake up some mornings and there's a message from him. And I'm like, oh, I like that. That's nice. Right, right. You're like, oh, this is nice. But then sometimes I wake up in the morning and I am the first one to create a message for the day, you know? So I appreciate the fact that it's sort of a give and take there. Right, right. As it should be. I feel like growing up, 
I feel like on Disney movies, it, mm-hmm. the guy is always supposed to do absolutely everything when it comes to that. So I do love that, like, you also are like, oh, hey, it's me. Have a great day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's beautiful. Because then he feels, you know, appreciated and cared for as well. Yeah, and I'm really impressed because he's got family in town mm-hmm. who have flown over. And um, I really kind of didn't expect to hear much from him because I thought, like, his attention would be with his family. Yeah. But, I mean, like, today we've had a back and forth, like, all day long and everything. So he's sharing pictures of him and his family and everything. And I'm Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, my God. (laughs) I kept something secret from you. Oh, well, excuse me. Oh, that's a big deal. That's really, I'm not trying to, you know, make it sound too intense, but that, I mean, that is a big deal. It is. So, um, you know. Oh. (laughs) Look at you about to start blushing over here. Not I. I don't blush. As your cheeks are turning red. (laughs) Oh, that's really sweet. I'm happy to hear that. That makes my heart happy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of fun learning how to speak with a man again, you know? Yeah. I haven't done that in so many years because, mm. you know, my ex-husband, <laughs> there were so many years where we just didn't really speak. That is so We didn't have, bizarre. like, real conversation. Yeah. So I learned... Well, he definitely didn't make it easy, Lord. Well, no, he didn't. <laughs> and I lost the art of learning how, or the art of communicating with, a man, yeah. you know. I mean, I communicate with Christopher all the time, but he's your son. He's my mm-hmm. son, you know, and what have you. But I don't know. It's just kind of fun learning how to communicate again. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. That is totally different. Yeah, he picked up on that actually. What? what yeah. Do you mean? <laughs> so we, when we met mm-hmm. a couple weekends ago, we uh, were talking about our marriages and kind of what went wrong with them and everything. And I had explained about how, like, I didn't do much right and, you know, a lot of things okay. were my fault and that kind of thing in our relationship. And he kind of paused. He goes, hold on a minute. He goes, I wondered about that. And I said, really? He goes, yes, because when you picked this place for us to meet, mm-hmm. you know, I he, he thought that was really great. He's like, that's cool. But then you followed that up with, is this okay with you? Aww. And he could sense my hesitation in that. Not many people would sense that. Wow. He's like really observe. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Observe, observant. What is observant. the word? Yeah. <laughs> observant, <laughs> but... Yeah, he picks up on these, like, little things. About you that make, it's your makeup. Yeah, like, yeah. it is what makes you you. Oh, I'm not really used special. to that. It put me under a microscope a little bit, and I was like, like stop looking. <laughs> <laughs> but that's beautiful, though. Yeah. Because not many people are like that, especially so soon, too. You know, right. like, so early on. Sometimes it takes a while for people to learn their person but Mm -hmm. look at that he's very observant I love that yeah so he was like yeah I wondered about why you would ask me is this okay with you Mm -hmm. and he goes to me I didn't care (laughs) I was just happy to be able to meet you 
and I was like I'm not used to that yeah well I think it it's also it goes back to um not being used to one being appreciated you know Mm. because that's something like he was saying like I see you yeah and I think that's a huge thing because not many people it's it's you see the people that you want to see. I guess yes. that's the well, that's the phrase I'm looking for. You can see people and be like, okay. But the people that you truly care about and want to know, you truly see them and you pick up on stuff like that. So that's beautiful <clears throat> that you get to experience what that feels like because for so long. I ugh. haven't I don't know that I've ever truly experienced that. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever been with someone who really saw me. Mm. I think I've been with somebody who thought they knew what they saw. Uh-huh. But really never took the time to make sure that their perception was correct. Almost like they had a... Um ideal version of who you were as a person and didn't try to really see like wait is this who they really are or is this just someone I'm like projecting right yeah that's heavy a lot of people I think do that and they don't even realize and then when they get checked on it they're like what no no way and why are you not the person I thought you were and it's like because I never was that person you just didn't care to see who I was oof Yeah. yeah I think that's what I've always experienced. So it's different for somebody who had never even laid eyes on me to pick up on those little subtleties. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's an, a very, to me, just asking, hey, is this okay with you? To me, that just makes sense. It's common courtesy. Mm-hmm. Him, he looked at it as something far deeper, as yeah. though. I have never had that validation and I've never had that acceptance and I've never had the ability to, you know, be right in something. So he picked up on that. I never even looked at that as being a thing to worry about. Mm. I know. How weird is that, right? That's awesome, though. Because it sounds like to me you both complement each other. Whatever the past was for the both of you, I think y'all are now experiencing something totally different, which y'all both wanted from previous partners. So, see, I like this dude. (laughs) (laughs) I like him. He seems really nice, too. I know. I would love for you to meet him, but... I don't know when the right time for something like that yeah. is. No, no, no. You keep this for you keep this to you for you, and then when you're ready, I'll both have that discussion. Yeah, yeah. I know Chris and I are pumped. We always talk about it. <laughs> do you really? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> oh, do tell. <laughs> no, no, no. We're keeping this to ourselves. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Because no, I think it's really I think it's really important, especially because. The world moves so quickly, and people are so quick to be like, let's take a picture together on Instagram and this and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, when are you going to keep things sacred? Dating is very sacred, and it it's should special. Be. Yeah, that it should It's be. not anymore, but it should it's be. so just, let's show the whole world. And then you look like a whole fool when something goes wrong. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I got chastised because I didn't take selfies <laughs> with him. And I'm like, but that never even crossed my mind to do that. You're being present. 
Because I wanted to be in the moment, right? Yeah. We were enjoying each other's company, getting to know one another. And yeah. It never crossed my mind. Yeah. To well, take a also. selfie so I could send it to everybody. Right. I don't want to. I didn't want to do that anyway. Yeah. Like a lot of people, I haven't even told them his name. Yeah. Because I don't want them to know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to keep this for yourself. I think to me, honestly, how I look at dating is almost it reminds me of Christmas. And those presents, yes. you're waiting and you're waiting and there's anticipation, you're like, oh, it has my name on it, oh my goodness. But you're also like, oh, but this is for me. Like, this is something that I want to enjoy by myself. Right. And I think when you uh, broadcast it or put it on for everyone to see, then it's like, then that is inviting other people's opinions. Yeah. And I think that's when I'm like, this is why I want to keep this private and some things are going to be sacred. And that's why certain people know some things and other people don't because this is something I want to enjoy for myself before right. the world gets to say what they want to say. So, no, I think you're being smart. Well, I think I should have been a little smarter from the beginning because I think in my excitement to just have somebody say, yes, I want to meet with you, Yeah, I let people know that because it's mm. been so long yeah. Since I've dated, you know, and people ask, are you dating? No, you know, and I yeah. couldn't lie about, no, I mean, I guess I could have. I mean, it's not really a lie. We're not dating. Yeah, y'all are going to know each other. Yes, but I think in some respects I told, I mean, it's not like I've broadcasted it to the world, <laughs> even though I am right now. <laughs> but they still don't know everything. <laughs> they don't know everything. But, I mean, I kind of wished I had not told as many people mm. not like it's a bunch of people but I wish I kind of kept it really truly to myself until okay. so that I didn't have those chastisements because yeah. I don't want to take away from this experience I want to enjoy it and I don't want to have to I don't have to defend or the decisions anyone. Yeah. that I'm making because again it goes right back to this is just you and him right and that's how it should be it doesn't need right. to be um you know, everyone else, it doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. As long as you're happy and he treats you well and mm -hmm. you enjoy him, then everyone else can kick rocks barefoot. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope it hurts. <laughs> well, okay, so this takes me to kind of the topic I really wanted to talk about today. Ooh, okay. So we did meet, mm -hmm. and then I had a situation happen. With family. Okay. So I, and it took me back to not a dark place, but a darker place than I am right now. So, okay. you know, I've worked so hard on myself. I mean, you know the work that I've put into yeah. myself. You know, I mean, you know how my mind has shifted yeah. in the last three years. Yeah. And it's been painful. It's hurt. It has, but it's been beautiful as right. well, in my opinion. And, I mean, yes, I still have a long way to go, as you can we see today, do. because of the conversation we had earlier. <laughs> we all and, did that. We're all a work in progress. But my question to you is, so... I, I typed this down. That's why I'm reading it, okay? Okay, okay. What do you do when the family you were birthed in mm. isn't the family you suddenly find yourself surrounded by? 
That makes me want to cry. That's so deep. Oh, um, because that is where I'm at right now. Yeah. I was really hurt by a member of my family. You know. Yeah. We talked about it. I feel as though I'm not wanted. And I don't know why. I don't understand what's going on. I don't know if there's something with them that they're trying to hide from me. I don't know if there's something that they're angry about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, Because they expect me to be one person. But, I mean, I have evolved into this person that I am today. And while some of my values and some of my beliefs are still the same. Yeah. I've tweaked how I respond with those beliefs. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. So, like, if I, what I refuse to do is allow negativity back into my life. Right. And we have people in our world that we, like, slam the door on. Yeah. Because they are that negativity. Right. And that's what I've done. And I wonder if this person is like upset with me because I have slammed the door on this one person. Mm, okay. Yep. I get you know you. what I mean? Yeah. Or do they just expect me to, Oh, because you're a Christian, you got to turn the other cheek and right. you got to just put up with it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but yeah, I can turn the other cheek. I can, I, I can forgive. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm not going to do though is open a door to allow myself to be continuously, abused by this person yeah, though yeah is that okay so that's i think with our conversation that we had when we went out for dinner with girls night yeah um i think that's where this conversation was birthed from oh okay okay I see you know you so i am finding myself sort of being enveloped into one of my friend's family mm-hmm. and they're choosing me to be a part of that family. Yeah. Where the family that I was birthed in is choosing not to have me. Yeah. How do you handle that? What do you do? I think what you're doing is right. I feel like when another family chooses to accept you for who you are fully and sees you for who you are, I think you embrace that. And I think the people that were birthed, you know, the family that's blood, I guess, if you will, um, they can either shape up or get left behind. I know that sounds so harsh, but I think in order to protect your heart you kind of have to just love them from afar and they when they make a decision it's like okay I see you I see what you're doing I don't agree with it so I'm gonna stay over here instead of because I think in a way I've come to the conclusion that I've realized that I have been brought up as a punisher and when I say that Mm, not like I'm literally hurting someone but and mentally the judging and you know, oh, well, you shouldn't do that, and I know what's best because of X, Y, and Z. No, you don't. You're not right. that person. You don't live in their brain. You don't feel the things they feel. Yes, if they come to you for advice, give it, but you do not have the authority to just give free, unsolicited advice. And I say all that because, I, again, I was brought up as a punisher because 
the people who brought me up were punishers themselves. Ouch. And again, love That's them. deep, girl. It, I, I cried. I was literally at work sitting there, and I was talking to Chris, and I was like, it just hit me why I see life the way I do and how sometimes I'm emotional and sometimes I'm not and why I look at things a certain way is because I feel like people are supposed to be punished because I was punished. And so it just, Mm. I think in a way, and again, I'm close with some members of my family, but some of them I've had to love them from afar. And if we don't agree, then we don't agree. And I'm like, that's fine. You're not going to change my mind. Right. I'm not going to change yours. So we're just going to have to love each other from afar. And then boundaries were created. And we don't talk about certain conversations. And if they do try to talk about it, I completely don't talk. I don't even entertain them. It's like they're talking to a brick wall. And then eventually, obviously, they change the subject because they're not getting that reaction. Right. They're so used to me punishing with them that when mm. I don't, and I'm like, that's not who I am anymore, they're like, oh, well, huh, I guess I just wasted my breath there. <laughs> so anyways, how's the weather? You know what I mean? And I think yeah. I had to train the certain people in my life, like, I don't talk about that anymore. I'm not entertaining you. I'm not doing that with you anymore. Right. So, and I know that sounds harsh. I don't mean like they beat me into submission or oh, anything. Oh, I wasn't even thinking that. I, would, oh, I don't want them to nobody think, else was right, I'm like, wait, when I said that, I don't want anyone thinking I was beat no, or but anything there like that. there are different forms of punishment. Oh, you yeah. Know, there's physical, mental. but there's mental. And, and I think that's probably, I think mental abuse is probably mm-hmm. the worst type of punishment. It is. Because then you feel crazy. And you're like, am I reading into this? And then you're like, wait, what's happening? Am I overthinking? That's how overthinkers are created as well, is because you were raised in a hostile environment where it made you conform to being a punisher. And that comes in many different forms. But mine was definitely emotionally and mental. Mm -hmm. So when I I viewed the world completely different than how I view it now, because I... That's what I was born into. So to answer your question, yeah, I love them from afar, and I stick with the people who make me feel warm inside. I don't stick with people who make me feel hostile and cold. And that's the choice that I'm making for myself as well. Oh, good. Yeah. Because I have, I mean, if this person reaches out to me, I'm happy to respond mm-hmm. as long as it's not a negative anymore. So... Like, one of the things that, um, so, okay, one of the things that I don't want to do is I'm not inviting myself to be in a position for them to tell me no anymore. Mm, You know, so many times I have asked, hey, can I come for a birthday? Can I come for Christmas? Can I come for Thanksgiving? And one right after the other, I'm shot down. No, no, we're not doing anything. No, we're not doing anything. Oh, don't bother coming over. It's okay. You've got way too much to do. Don't worry about this. Don't worry about that. Speaking for you, yeah. Right. And I'm thinking, well, I know that I have a lot to do, but I also know that I've carved out time for you. Yeah. So why not allow me to provide that time? Right. You know, but I feel like they've done this always, even when you guys lived over in that area. Oh, yeah, for sure. How many times have I said, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. No, you need to go spend time with your kids. Yeah. Yeah, I want to spend time with my kids, but I'm also here for you. They always, I feel like, pushed you out the door. They did. But they, I think their excuses made more sense then because they could throw it on Chris you too. Yeah. yeah. They're like, oh, yeah, it's because of them. But really, I'm wondering 
what they were truly feeling this entire time. And it was just easy to say, oh, it's for the Marvelous, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what I'm wondering if what their true feelings were this entire time. And it sucks. Yeah. Because the older I get, the more my family just means so much to me. Yeah. And being a part of my family, I, I, I'm, I'm a ride or die. Like, mm-hmm. I'm right there 100%. But I and I will take so much more from my family members than I will some Joe Schmo off the street, right? right? Yeah. But I finally am. I'm at this place where I'm drawing a line in the sand. Yeah. I've not drawn that line in the sand before. Yeah. And now I'm finding that line down, mm-hmm. and I'm not willing to cross over it. And good for you, as you should. I'm sure it feels very, very different. It's almost foreign. It is. Because, you know, I also get chastised for, well, you know, you've never been over here to visit us. Well, I wonder why. (laughs) Because when I do come over, I'm told no. Right. Or there's, like, drama. I feel like Ugh. even if when you would go, there would be there would be little snide comments being made. And it's just, mm-hmm. again, with the negativity, it's like, why are you doing that? That was so right. uncalled for. Yes. Yeah. Because that has happened. Yeah. yeah. I think it's definitely hard. I think I'm at a much better place um, with my family members now. Um, one person in particular always had my back and always vouched for me. But I think um, it was very, the protection could only go so far. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think looking back, I'm just so appreciative of the life that I do have now because I've been able to work through all of that. But some days, I mean, it still does suck. Like, just thinking, like, oh, man, I already know if I, like, say something or if I mention this, it's going to be shot down. So it's just... I think that's why I draw very much of my, um, who I am, I think comes from who I've created and not mm. so much as who I was born to be <laughs> or who I was supposed to be. I mean, you'd be, be a very different person oh right my gosh, now yeah. if you had followed on the path that you were supposed to yes. be. And I say that with quotation yeah. marks. I, I would, I'm my gosh, totally different life. So different. And I probably would have been so scarred. Ugh, just like thinking like, oof, yikes. Yeah. I would have probably ended not great. <laughs> well, I mean, for one thing, you wouldn't be my daughter-in-law. No. I don't believe that we would be able to be where we are right now. Like, and think about that. Who would I be? Because I find oh. so much of my healing in our discussions. I mean. Yeah, we have therapy sessions. We are each other's <laughs> therapists. Yeah. So you owe me 150 and I owe you 150. <laughs> so we'll call it even. Right, right. <laughs> but I mean, even from living in Virginia Beach and that that converse, I think that's where it started oh was goodness, that conversation in the car. Yeah. In after church, yeah. Yeah, after church, you and I sat and oh my gosh, like that moment right there, I think is what solidified you and me. I agree. We were already at a really good place. Yes. But I think that created this, like... Trauma bond. This was a trauma (laughs) bond, but also, like, the most beautiful bond, too. Because I think we both found healing together. And I don't think I've ever really felt that with anyone. Like, I've never been able to be like, oh, no, like, we both healed together. And we both had to go through the 
um, trenches together and we survived. Right. So I love our bond. We're I so do too. close and it's it's my favorite. And whenever I tell people, they're always like, oh, you're close with your mother-in-law? Lucky. <laughs> and I'm like, I know, I am the luckiest. You're welcome. <laughs> the luckiest. But I think that's why your relationship is like, it's so important to me too because in so many ways, I think I was talking to Chris about this. I was like, you know, in my darkest moments, you and him never made me feel unworthy or were like, ugh, get yourself together. Like, what are you doing? Get it together. Like, y'all just adjusted with me mm-hmm. and helped pull me out of that funk, which I'll never be able to say thank you enough because that I've you don't never have to. been. Oh, so I've never been in a place so dark before, and you all still remembered who I was, and mm-hmm. that was so important to me because I think. And I, I had this epiphany the other day, too, when I realized why I came up with, I think I was kind of raised to be a punisher. Um, because everything was so, you have to be perfect and you have to do this, everything was so appearance-based yeah. that mistakes were not forgiven easily. And, all. and again, there's, like, background to that, and it, I guess it kind of sort of makes sense, but not <laughs> at the same time, but... I think looking back, if I would have been around, I think anyone else, I don't know if I'd still be here today. Because I think the guilt and the pressure and the pain of being like, how come you're not together? You're not being marvelous, marvelous, get it together. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. Uh, God heals depression, get it, get it together quick and do it fast. Right. I think that would have just it would have been too much. It would have been overwhelming. And I also think comparing it back to being a punisher, I think um, it, I'm still working through this, but it was really easy for me to forget people's character because Mm -hmm. they would switch up so fast. Yeah. So if anyone acted any other type of way than what I was used to, immediately my brain would be like, oh, okay, that's who they are now. Even if they were having a bad day. And I was talking to Chris like, man, I really feel bad for the people that I was friends with in high school because I was I was so very different. Like I was so judgy and, geez, Louise, just not the <laughs> nicest person. Because but you didn't I, know any better. I didn't. But I'm just thinking back to like, gosh, wow. Like the person I was back then is someone I don't even know. Like the thought process and all of that. Just instead of seeing someone in their time of need. I would just immediately be like, oh, all right, that's who they are now. I don't want to be around them because that's weird. And it's like I would forget, oh, I spent all these years with this person. They're just having an off day. Right. But because of how I was raised, off days weren't accepted. And if it was, well, there's hell to pay for that, you know? So Mm -hmm. it was just, it's interesting having to, like, walk through your trauma and also calling it out and being like, that's unacceptable. How do we fix this? Instead of, again, trying to punish myself. Because that's what I would do. Chris called me out on that before. He was like, I feel like you punish yourself for things that you do. Like if you're not being perfect or if you have a mistake with like the budget or something, immediately you just, you can't sleep. You have insomnia because you're like, your brain is just that's telling that perfectionism you. perfectionism in you. It is. Yes. And it's so, and one, perfection's an illusion. We're not robots. It is. We're not robots. So we're going to make mistakes, but it's learning to forgive yourself and be like, I'm not. I'm not a robot and I can't punish myself so I can't punish other people. Right. So that's definitely been 
a huge wake up call for me because I didn't realize I was doing that. In my own marriage, I was doing that. He would do some small mistake and all of a sudden I've like got this black cloud over me for a week and I didn't want to talk about it. I'm just like, "Mm, it's fine. And then I was just like, oh my gosh. But in my moments of weakness and in my moments of struggle, he would never make me feel like that. And I realized, why am I making him feel like this when he is nothing, but he will drop everything to sit there and be like, let's talk it out. You have my undivided attention. Let's talk. I'm here. And I was like, oh, that's that's how it's supposed to feel. Like, that's what family and home feel like. Not, I'm going to beat you upside the head with a frying pan. (laughs) (laughs) metaphorically speaking um but yeah I think emotional and mental abuse is so much worse because it's harder to manage I feel like physical physical abuse is horrible but at least you can kind of like see the scar and you're like oh this hurts because I can physically see it but when you're hurting and your soul and your mind is hurting scars you don't see it and it's hard to like verbalize how you feel right so yeah I think you're doing great draw that line and don't let nobody cross it and the people who make you feel warm (laughs) inside gravitate towards them they like I am know you well and I appreciate you sharing everything that you've just shared but in your what you've just shared I had an epiphany oh what so I think the thing that bothers me so much about my issues with my family Mm -hmm. is that you told me just now that you know we accepted you for we see you yeah and accept you for exactly who you are right my family doesn't do that Mm. they don't see me and they don't accept me oh i see yeah and because i can do that for other people it hurts that they can't do that for me and they're supposed to be family. And they're yeah. supposed to be my family, my home, where the heart is. Yeah. You know? And that's that's the epiphany I just had. Like, marvelous sees that I can accept her for who she is. Yeah. She knows my heart. Thank you for that. Yeah, of course. Why is it that this family that I've grown up with can't see my heart? Yeah. It hurts. It totally sucks. But the beautiful reality is you still are in control of that power. You're still in control of your own emotions and saying, you know what? It really sucks that we are not on the level that me, Marvelous, and Chris and I are on. And that you and your friends are on with one another. And that we love and accept each other. We have different views. But we love and we show up for each other. It hurts. But I do see you for who you are. And I'm also going to choose myself. I'm not going to allow you to continue to hurt me and try to fold me up in this box. And to compromise myself so you feel comfortable? No, I'm not doing that because you've done Mm -hmm. that for so long. I have. And it does hurt. I had a conversation with Chris about that. I was crying and everything. I was like, it hurts so bad that I can sit here and accept them and listen to their, you know, their arguments and get lectured on what I'm doing wrong with my life. And I have a different view when all of a sudden I'm the bad guy. Like, right. it feels like someone just rips your heart out. You're like, but I don't understand. I'm treating you with so much love and respect. How can you sit there and just make me feel smaller than an ant? Like, reject. oh my gosh. How can you it's reject rejection. that? Mm-hmm. And it's just another form of rejection, yeah. And rejection, I think, is it's the one of the most painful things because it's like your brain can't fathom how are you rejecting me when I've showed up for you countless times right 
Yeah, exactly. Wow. Uh, well, this is good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm. Yeah. Well, I'm so happy. Look at the see therapist. <laughs> Who needs a therapist? <laughs> Do you know what though? I am actually. I have been considering actually going to school to get my therapist license. Have you? Really? I've wanted it since I was in high school, but I was told it was demonic. What? Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> It is not. Now, I think you have to be careful in some situations. Like, yeah. You yeah, can't yeah. let people plant certain seeds into your head and right. make you believe something that really, truly didn't right. exist. You know, so I I do believe that that can happen. Some things are a little spiritual and you got to watch out. You do. But I just But wanted... overall? Yeah. Then why are there Christian therapists out there? Right. Well, I think it was more along the lines. One of my teachers was really into dreams, and I've always had extremely vivid dreams. And yes, I talked to her about it. And I mean, I don't even know. I think she was just kind of guiding me and like, okay, well, there's some stuff you can like look up. And then I like went home, and that was a huge no, Ooh. and that was the devil. And I'm like, but yeah, I can read books about the devil and how he runs hell. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> But I can't figure out my own dreams. I tell you what. So, you know, but I do, now I do get support now, being 30, somehow, (laughs) some way, I'm allowed to pursue. Yeah, total support about going to get my therapy license. I was like, okay, so there's just certain rounds that I'm allowed to. I'm wondering if it's because you're not young and impressionable anymore. Honestly, and that does make sense. It does. I can, I do understand. As a kid, I thought that was weird. But as an adult, I can understand, oh, maybe they were scared that they'd tell me some garbage. And I'd be like, oh, no. Like, you right. know, I'm totally mm-hmm. believe it. So in that aspect, yes. But now, yeah, I, I mentioned it really quick in wow. conversation. And, yeah. Well, um, that's gross. So, right? That is gross. I'm like, okay, all right. We'll applaud that. Right? Yay. But I think, I don't know, I just, there's such a huge, there's such a lack of mental awareness. We talk about it. And yeah. there's shirts. Be kind and be kind to your mind and blah, blah, blah. But when you really talk to someone about mental health, I feel like outside of your circle, they kind of just look at you like, oh, wait, are you actually crazy? <laughs> and you're right. like, but wait, you were just wearing a be kind to your mind shirt. Yeah, but do I, really, I don't know if I really believe all that stuff. I was just doing it. Oh, okay, It's thanks. the fashion for today. Right. Yeah. No, our minds are wild. Like, we don't even know all the ins and outs of a human brain, let no. alone when it comes to trauma and experience. You right. add all that together. So, yeah, mm-hmm. mental, I feel like, um, and also, speaking from, like, the black community, it was definitely looked down upon. You were joked for that. You were called a punk, especially the uh, men. Really? And now it's definitely better, but oh my gosh, I mean, only, I mean, I'm 30, so yeah, back, what, 20 years ago when I was around 10, 15 years old, no, you would never hear a man say, oh, I'm going to therapy. People would joke you for that. They're like, stop and uh, grow some balls, grow up, be a man. That's typically what you would hear. So now I'm just like seeing certain things in my own family. I'm like, oh man, if we would have caught that sooner. Mm -hmm. So I really think, and like I said, I really, I really want to help change that because it's just, yeah. I'm like, don't, wouldn't you rather talk to someone than not even be on this earth anymore? You know, like it's, it's a very serious ultimatum and people don't realize that words really do hurt and you don't know. You could be having a conversation with somebody and it's life or death for them. 
So. Well, you know, I always stand by the statement that bullies bully. Oh, yeah. Or, or sorry, no, bullies have been bullied. Yeah. You don't just wake up. It's the same thing for villains in the story. They don't just yeah. wake up like, I'm going to end the world today. <laughs> there was right. something. That's why I love uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Well, love her too. Yeah. But Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker, I think, was such a uh, movement. I still haven't watched that. Oh, it's heavy. But when I'm talking mental health wise it oh it shows you i mean from beginning to end you see the cries for help and it's just hit after punch after punch after punch and then finally he snaps and i'm like thank you for showing that because that is what mental health is that Mm. is someone crying for help and being ridiculed and then a traumatic experience happening and saying but this just happened to me can you please help me now like you physically see I'm struggling and they're right. like oh, grow up and yeah people snap so mental health when you will just have a box of tissues ready it's a very uncomfortable movie but I think literally everyone needs to watch it, it is so deep it's heavy but it's it's very eye-opening on what it looks like on the surface of people who are having mental breaks mm. I know I started it, but it, I think within the first five minutes, Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I can't handle this right now. So maybe over Thanksgiving break, because I have like, well, I have Gemini coming, coming to visit me. Oh, okay. Yeah, Gemini is coming to visit. I'm so excited. (laughs) She's so cute. She's so cute. I adore her. (laughs) So we've got some plans, but, um... Yeah, maybe I'll sit and watch it when she goes home. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe not when she's here. No, 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 I wouldn't do that when she's maybe, here. And especially do it like when you're in a really good mood, too. Don't do in it when good you're mood? sad at all. Do you think that I need to bring my good mood way down? <laughs> I'm just saying you definitely don't want to be sad and watch this. Because oh. it kind of would just, oh, it'll, it'll make you stay sad for a while. Oh, no. Because that's, unfortunately, that's, I wasn't like depressed when I watched it, but I definitely was not in a super good place. So watching it, I was like, well, I'm going to be messed up for like a few months <laughs> now. Because <laughs> so, it just, again, it just really highlights mental health and it's, wow. it's deep. It's deep. There's been a lot of very deep, heavy shows and movies mm-hmm. that they've released here lately. I'm like, whoa, alrighty then. Yes. We finally watched The Good Nurse with Eddie Redmayne, the guy who I haven't watched Fantastic that. Beast. So much. This was an, a very different role for him, and oh, it was a lot. Like there is was he's commander. Ah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Finn. Him. Newt's commander. Newt. Why did I say Finn? Newt. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's not Newt. Finn. It's Newt's commander. I love him, but in this one, ooh, this was this was intense. Chris and I watched it together a few days ago. Yeah. What's this show? So it's a movie called The Good Nurse, and it's based on true events. Like you can mm. look this dude up. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I like movies like that. Yeah, it's intense. Well, and then just like hearing how, you'll see, we'll have to talk, discuss later okay. because I don't want to give anything away, but it's really, really good. But he, oh man, every, every role he shows up for, it's just like spine chilling. Like he's so good at it. One scene in particular, Chris and I both just looked at each other and I was, we were like, oh wow, <laughs> like whoa, whoa, whoa. And I was like, I wonder how many times he had to do that scene. Cause that was, oh really? Yeah. Just to get that emotion. Cause I feel like when an actor does their job, you can feel it through the screen. Oh, like Handmaid's Tale. Like, I mean, I know. <laughs> I mean, how many? 
right. did we do today I mean, from chills. watching the season finale? Holy cow. Chill. I don't know how they, like mm. I said, I wish I could sit in on the writer, like in a writer's room and listen to them talk. See, and that's why I asked the question, does it still follow the book? Because oh, yeah. if it's still following the book, then yeah, I can see that there's some discussion about how to play it out and mm-hmm. that kind of thing or what the right language should be, or if they're off off book. How are they doing that? How are, that's a whole different conversation. And I'm wondering where the actors mentally have to go for these scenes. I mean, June Osborne. I mean, first of all, torn between two great loves of her life. I know, right? Who are two (laughs) very different types of love. Opposite sides of the spectrum, for sure. Yep. Very different emotions from each one of those men. Yes. One being her true love, Mm -hmm. one being her trauma bond. Yeah. Right? But both loving her so fiercely. Deeply. (sighs) I mean, at their own peril. Yeah. Both of them. Both of them risking their lives. It's so beautiful. And but her loving <laughs> and her loving both of them at her own peril. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I feel like especially since her and Luke have come back together mm-hmm. and she's accepted him back and right. accepted the love that she has for him. Yeah. I feel like she she doesn't love one more than the other. No, I think. But I also think it's because it's a different love for right. both of them. Right. Ugh. But how, I'm just like, how do you get to that state of emotion in your scenes? I mean, they make you believe that this is real life. Like, they make you believe that they're really feeling all of these things for each yeah. other. And I'm just like, how do y'all do that? That's why. It almost makes me think about Evan Peters playing Dahmer. And that show that I refuse to watch. I haven't watched that. Yeah, I can't do it. There, it's too much. I thought about it, but I don't know if I can handle that. No. I like true life crime things, yeah. and I'm all about it, but there's something about this one, especially talking with you about some of the scenes mm-hmm. that are in there. As a teacher, I don't like anything that has to do with children. Yeah. Like that. I have to draw a, a line, line somewhere. somewhere. Yeah. And I, I just, I don't know well, that I even, can do it. He even, because they're still doing, like, I think, like, press for this. Um, Are you they could have maybe wrapped up, but I was just watching, like, on TikTok some of the press and the woman who acts very closely with him, who mm-hmm. was his neighbor in the show. She said that people in interviews always ask, like, how was working with Evan Peters? And she said, oh, I don't know. And they were like, what? Like, kind of, like, looked at her like, you're trying to be funny. And she was like, because I didn't work with Evan. I was with Dahmer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that is terrifying. (laughs) I I cannot imagine. I mean, he couldn't break character. But she, it was so sweet. Because so her microphone was, like, going out. And he, like, gave her his. And they were talking. And he was like, can I, can I like borrow it for a second? And just so humbly, it was like, first of all, working with you was absolutely wonderful. Like you were so warm and so welcoming. And he was like, you know, can you tell the audience like what your grandma told you to tell me? Cause I like cherished that. Aww. And so handed her back the mic and she was like, you could tell one of the days it was hitting him like extremely hard. I think he had to do like a really intense scene and you could just see the just 
dread all over him and she said she looked at him and said you know Evan my grandma always said that like even when you have to hang on you need to hang on a little tighter or like just keep basically keep hanging on to the light like I promise mm-hmm. like you're gonna see it and it was beautiful that he really took that to heart even wow. though she couldn't see that he accepted what she said to him he was he accepted it and I was just like see that's that right there is one of the reasons, because I wanted to be an actress so bad when I was yeah. a kid, but I think because I'm so emotional and I feel things so heavy, I don't know if I'd be able to separate the two, and I think that's such a scary place to be. And, like, he's fine, you know, he has gone on the record, like, he he had an amazing crew and they knew how to ground him, so, right. like, to bring him back. Um, but he said, like, they really saved him because that was a very hard role. And I was like, you in American Horror Story, you already, <laughs> you know, kill the roles that you right. do. So I really don't want to see you in this role. Yeah. Because I just don't know if I'll ever look at him the same. <laughs> Love you, Evan. But I just, I don't know. But, I mean, hearing the actor who played this role say, like, this was one of the hardest things I've ever had to do. I'm like, see... That is, that's where I'm saying they go to places that I don't want to go to ever. <laughs> like, they go to well, a state of mind that, no thanks. <laughs> it, it makes me think back to, um, oh my gosh, what was his name? Who played the Joker? Oh, Heath Ledger? Le- yes, yeah. Heath Ledger. Yeah. I mean, even, I mean, he, I understand that this new Joker movie is, mm-hmm. like, so much darker and deeper. Mm-hmm. But, I mean... How did he do that when Heath Ledger must have already had some type of mental... Well, I, if I'm not, I could be wrong, but I want to say I thought there was some whispers of, like, drugs being introduced to him. So uh, I kind of think... So it wasn't the role. I don't think it was... I think it was the role, but I think the, there were, like, drugs. Underlying. Yeah, there okay. was some stuff. And then also, too, I don't think mental health was talked about enough back then. I don't think the crew was very aware Mm -hmm. of, like, we probably should get therapists in here. Because now, I mean, you see, even if you turn on Disney+, Plus, there's, like, a disclaimer, like, hey... This movie you're about That's to watch, true. yeah, when we were That's watching Aladdin yes. and all of Aristocats, one of yes. my favorite movies, and I was like, oh, I do see the stereotype. Even though it was cats, I do see there was a stereotype here. Like, oh wow, right. I didn't even notice when I was a child. So just having the conversation, I don't think, even though it was only a few years ago when he, you know, when that movie was released, I don't think the conversation was being had in those rooms so I think because they're actors right and they can just turn it off turn it on and off right I don't think they were seeing the red flags of oh no I think he's declining we should probably get him some help or figure out a code word or something to ground right. him and I think that's why they take it so serious now because so many actors have passed because right. unfortunately their mental health was not and then again drugs it's so easy to come by when I mean, you can pay for the whole world you know what I mean it's, it's true. easy it's so accessible but weren't they saying that he really like didn't he took on the role even in yeah. his personal life yes so that he could so he couldn't separate no he didn't know his how life to. from the role no and, and then he that slipped. should have been a huge red flag mm-hmm. there's a um i can't remember the name of the show right now but there's a commercial for a show is it Hammer? I, I'm wondering now if oh, it's the Hammer. Show? Now I'm wondering if it's that one. I could be wrong. Maybe not. But there is a, a a commercial, and this guy is standing like in this shack type room. Yeah. And um, 
they say cut mm-hmm. and they call him by his actor like the name the actual name his right. actual name and he's like I told you to call me such and such and he gets oh. a little angry and then somebody else is like hey great lines so and so and he's like I told you to call me such and such oh you know what that sounds like that sounds like the movie um it was Jim Carrey if I'm not mistaken that was Jim Carrey I think that was Jim Carrey because Chris like and I Jim watched Carrey. that he was portraying this director or something we watched it like a few years ago i thought where he was portraying or acting as him in the movie and he really just took on this guy's character and he had to kind of like they were like whoa like he turned yeah into he a like jerk. punches the camera guy yeah like he and turns so you see into, the camera just fall over. yeah i want to say that was jim carrey because it was so like shocking i'm pretty sure that was him wow i'll have to look it up but i i could swear it was him because it was like a complete shift and he had to like get himself together like he was like oh yeah like i slipped real wow because again some roles some people and that's another thing too is you're taking on someone else's life you're taking on someone else's energy so there's so much you want to talk about being spiritual i feel like being an actor is extremely spiritual you are taking on someone's you have to make the audience believe that you're this person now, mm-hmm. even though you're not. <laughs> so it's like, right. how do you switch back? Yeah. So I think it's beautiful that our world now, like there are therapists and there's people who talk you through the understanding. Situ- yeah. And they really, they see the red flags and they're like, stop. We, we need to have, we need to right. have a talk. Let's come on. We need to take a break. We'll come back in a few days to regroup. But like they, they're slipping. Wow. But it, I just wish we would have figured that out sooner because I feel like so many people have sacrificed because we did not know that as a society like no mental health is a real thing they're not lying no it is a real Mm -hmm. thing I mean I see it in our students all the time lately I see it all over the place yeah so hopefully anybody out there listening get some help if you need it yeah I wholeheartedly agree with that there's so many hotlines too you don't it's, you can call anonymous you don't have to yep delve into your information you can there's even, apps there's for apps. therapists mm-hmm. online better help i'm pretty sure i think better, that's what this isn't is. sponsored by the way i nope, just know not about sponsored. it um but yeah better help is one there's a, i mean there's a lot there's a lot and you don't have to physically because i think that's also scary it's so vulnerable to go into a room with someone you don't know yeah and tell them your deepest darkest fears or stuff that happened to you you can just call virtually stay in your house your safe haven and talk to someone and turn off your camera if you need to you know i mean you know that's I mean, you could turn the camera off if you don't want to look at that therapist or you don't want them to look at you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think This Is Us also highlighted that beautifully with Randall when he would have his breakdowns and then he also went to a therapist. And then in the end, he was like, I feel like I need to speak to someone in my community because even though you're fantastic, you're never going to know a black man struggle. Right. And I loved that they put that in that show. Because yeah. I was like, thank you. That is very true. You can have all the degrees in the world, but, you know, because sometimes people are like, well, racism and everything. But it is, though. I mean, it because it's back, culture. It's culture. Yeah. Experiences. You're not yes. going to understand. Like, yeah, you could have maybe had a similar experience, but the way you felt during it is going to be completely different from how I felt because we were raised different. Exactly. So I, I think This Is Us did a phenomenal job in showing that. Oh, they, oh. 
Well, I think, (laughs) to be perfectly honest, it's so funny because when you were talking about um, African-American males especially Mm -hmm. and how taboo it is for, you know, them to have, like, therapists. Yeah, or asking for help. What I took from that is I really wonder if therapy, and I mean, I'm sure it is, therapy started for suburban housewives. Yeah. White housewives. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, because mm-hmm. they had nothing else to do with their time, mm-hmm. you know, and they have to be the center of the home. So let's make sure, you know, we get everything out and right. we're good and we have somebody mentally helping us get through this. Right. You know what I mean? Because appearance is everything. You appearance better be is everything. all dolled up when your husband gets home. Dinner better be yes. plugged. It's true. So looking at that, going to a black community, they're like, "Why? What are you doing? Why would I Why do would that? You do that? Yeah, yeah." But now, I mean, again, I, it's more than ever. It's so important. Like it, it, everyone, and that's just it. Everyone needs help. There's not one person. Even therapists have therapists. They do because because as a therapist, you're taking on the trauma that people are bringing to you. Yeah. And you have to be able to separate yourself from that. That's right. one of the things I'm learning uh, as being a, what did we call ourselves? Multidisciplinary team Ooh. is what it's called. Okay. But one of the things I'm learning being on this team is that I'm listening to stories of students. And I'm like, I come home exhausted sometimes. Yeah, that's a lot. That's mental. That's a mental it is. draining. Yeah. It's very draining. So I think we're going to end this on this note right here because I think this is a good place to stop. Um, but I'm going to say that anybody out there listening to this, if you find yourself struggling emotionally, physically because I know we said that physical abuse is not as bad as and I don't mean to downplay what no, physical it's abuse horrible. is physical abuse hurts and it and it can mess you up mentally it can, yeah I mean it can mess you up mentally there is I mean physical abuse is not acceptable so please right. understand that but if you find yourself emotionally unstable physically abused mm-hmm. sexually abused mentally abused Find somebody to talk to. Yeah. Find somebody to help you through it and get yourself safe. Yeah. Find your safe haven and ask for help. It's serious. Yes. Because that is, I think, what has helped me is, I mean, I haven't gone to a therapist to talk to anybody, but you, you know, like we said, yeah. we've been each other's therapist through this right. journey but it's also, that we've I walked think, on. Highlighting, we feel safe. We do with feel one safe. Another. I think that's the kicker right there is learning to feel safe with someone, and then you can say, "All right, this is my darkest secret. How do I work through this?" Right. Yeah. And there's not many people in this world I feel safe with. Same. <laughs> right. Yeah. And. You know, uh, but I'm so incredibly grateful to have you. Aww. I am so, you know, it's so funny because I look at us and I don't look, think of myself as your (laughs) mother-in-law. Is that weird? No, I don't think so. Well, one, I, I'm, we're, um, I'm older than when you first met me. I was, I mean, you were eight years old. Yeah, I was a baby. (laughs) So it's different. And then you've also seen, we've both seen each other come out of, um, some interesting and trying (laughs) situations. So I think we have a different type of understanding and we both see each other. It was what we were talking about with the handmaid's tell women show up for women, or at least we should be showing up for each other. We should be instead of. 
beating each other up yeah. because we disagree with how we handle a situation. Yeah. Be there for that woman instead. Yeah. And maybe just try to be understanding. Imagine, and I think the biggest thing is talk to yourself how you would talk to your best friend. And I mm. feel like that truly changes how I view myself in those moments of weakness or when I'm not feeling good enough. I'm like, how would I talk to Marie right now? How mm -hmm. would I talk to Chris right now? I right. would be so gentle and so cautious with the words I'm saying. My tone of voice would be like this. I wouldn't True. be hard on them. And I'm telling you, it makes a world of difference being gentle with yourself. If you're looking at tone and... Um, speed and volume. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that statement. Yeah. But so many people lie to their best friends. Oh, yeah. That's, you know what I mean? Yeah. So don't lie to yourself. That's yeah. the other thing that I want to put in there. Is, Maybe I should say the person you love the most. There we go. The person that you truly would die for, the, for that person. How would you talk to them in their moments of weakness? Yeah. And how would you want, you know, I think we're so... It's easy to outpour love on people we care about and we want to keep close to us. Right. And it's so easy to be hard on ourselves. Because even though we're, we know ourselves the mm -hmm. most, it's, and I think that's why it's so easy. Because it's like, oh, well, I showed up for myself. Have you, though? You've been mean yeah. to you, you know? And it's just learning to step back and be gentle. We, mm -hmm. we reflection. Only get one life. Yeah. Reflection has been my best friend. Oh, yeah. Um, even driving to work and I'm angry with traffic. Yeah. I finally get to a place where I'm like, why are we angry with traffic? What did they do to you, Marie? Yeah. They didn't do anything to me. They're not cutting you off. Right. They're in a hurry to get somewhere. They've got somewhere to be. I am not, I'm a non-playable character. <laughs> I'm an NPC. NPC. <laughs> well, you know, in the, and this will be the last thing I'd say because I know we're closing, but yeah. in traffic and when people are being crazy, I tell myself that could have just saved me. Yes. Same. Especially if I see an accident up the way, up the road. Yes. I'm like, oh, that could have been me. Right. So I tried to remind myself, like, okay, yeah, I may not get to where I need to be right at the time I wanted to be because I wanted to run into work and go use the bathroom and then start. And now I've got to wait a little bit. All right. right. Well, maybe that just saved me. And then I think. You know, that makes me kind of calm down more. And then I Same. just listen to my Christmas music and it makes me happy. Are you listening to Christmas oh, yeah. music already? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm listening to my <laughs> Gobble Gobble song. Oh, no. <laughs> Lord. Go check it out. Gobble Gobble on YouTube by Matthew West. Oh, my god! It is such gobble a great gobble. song. My favorite form of torture oh my, my students. Lord. I'm sure they're just like, where are the earplugs? Where are my earmuffs? Something. All right, guys. I promise it's not going to be months and months and months before you hear from <laughs> She's me back, again. She's back, y'all. She's back. I know. <laughs> I'm back. All right. I hope you guys have a fantastic day, week, wherever you find yourself. And seriously, if you're really struggling, find someone to talk to. Yes. Find some help. Because this world needs you. You don't know why, you don't know how, and you don't know when, but be prepared to be needed. Yeah. You're right. important. You are important. All right. Until next time. Bye. Bye.